Hello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Casual Cognition. We would like to thank you for tuning into this program today. We got a good one for you. Today, another kind of off-the-cuff episode. Start off talking a little bit about alone time and how necessary it is. Then we get into a little bit of nostalgia with telling some stories from our high school days. And then we kind of, then it goes a little bit darker and we start talking about some of the issues with particularly education and policing in the U.S. We do hope that you enjoy this episode and we thank you very much for tuning on in and for your continued support without further ado please enjoy hey everybody just a heads up i have no idea what happened on this one with my microphone but it turned out a little wacky, so I apologize for that. I will fix the problem. I'm still trying to work on my mic rig, my whole audio thingy, so bear with me. You can still hear my voice, so I hope you'll forgive my grievous transgression this time, and I hope you'll enjoy the episode. And we've got audio as well. Audio is live. We are good to go. Welcome, welcome. Come one, come all to another, yet another installment of the universe's favorite up-and-coming collaborative podcast. It's casual cognition. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that mic in. Get that, get that Joe Rogan. Get, get about a fist from your face. Just pull that mic in. Just get a little bit closer. Get, just get real nice up on that mic. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing today, bud? Oh, well. I am a little bit tired. It's Sunday evening where I am, and, uh, it's been it's definitely been a, for the most part, a lazy Sunday. Um, I did do a short stream, but yeah, for the most part, just kind of chilling. How about you, bro? Well, I have been um, having a lot of company um, and not having a lot of sleep. So I am a little worn out as well, but I've still got my whole Sunday ahead of me, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty chill. Smoked a nice fat bowl, ready for a cast. Nice. It's one of those one of those Place you want to be for a spontaneous Sunday cast. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's funny that you bring up um, that you've had friends. Uh, over for a while because uh, I wanted to yeah. talk with you today a little bit 
about I, I wanted to you know just get your thoughts hear hear what you think um, about alone time alone time <laughs> that's right did you listen to that uh, that song I sent you I feel best when I'm alone when did you send me that uh, like a week or two ago oh what that's slip that must have slipped through the cracks I don't I, I can't believe you didn't listen to it it's it's Wait, like where did you send it's it like to my me? theme song I'm pretty sure I sent it to you on signal I don't I don't see it in there but um I could maybe maybe I sent it to Bo and not you sometimes I get him I get him mixed up but How dare you I'm like 90 percent sure I sent you this song like maybe maybe it was a while ago but it is it is truly like my theme song and the, the intro is like hey there baby you want to spend some time with me well i just can't do that right now <laughs> you see a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do what a man wants ain't that difficult in fact it's quite special something i like to call a long time it's like this hilarious it actually sounds really good it's uh, you know it sounds goofy when i say it but it sounds it's it's pretty cool in the song and it's uh it's just a, a real simple chill song about like needing time by yourself and he's the, the intro specifically talking to like his girlfriend or, or some somebody he he's seeing he's seeing romantically and telling him like no i need a and i i can't hang out with you right now i've, I've got to spend some time alone and then a, the the chorus is obviously i feel best when i'm alone what a boss dude just enforcing those boundaries in a very chill <laughs> and, uh respectful or well, maybe not respectful maybe well at least self-respecting you know because yeah you know I, I think you can some, be disrespectful to others around that if you don't do it right yeah but also at the same time like i think there's there's something in there that's super important which is why i wanted to kind of bring this up and ask you about it because like I don't know about you, but if I don't get my alone time, um, I can I can turn into something, some kind of monster, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, like starting to kind of exhibit these like spiky characteristics to like push push away yeah. all the intruders like if i'm not a super aware of it you know what i mean um and it's it's so important that we get alone time and that we actually spend it on like without just uh distracting ourselves from that time like i think that's something that i didn't do very well today is I I have been in my own company most of the day but I've been filling my time with um, various distractions 
and you know some productive stuff and some pseudo quasi productive <laughs> behaviors but uh you know it, you don't you don't really get that or at least for me like i don't fully get the alone time itch scratched if i squander it with activities that i don't find super valuable yeah you know alone time is a tricky one because uh, especially like when you're super popular and everyone is just vying for your time right 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 um (laughs) but no like i say that jokingly but like my family wants to spend time with me my friends want to talk to me um obviously alex she wants to spend a lot of time with me and as she should as my girlfriend um that's a good sign and i have i have yeah and i have a an issue where i need like way more alone time than most people and i think you're the same way and like you said you were just saying if i don't get that alone time i end up starting to get like i get out of sorts behaviorally and i mean socially like like i uh, i'm joking when i say this but i turn like half autistic like i i can't make eye contact i don't want to talk to people like i i turn into a recluse like i i get very socially uncomfortable i get a lot of um I guess what what people would probably call social anxiety, but I would probably more descriptively call like social exhaustion or something like that, mm. where I feel like, you know, if if I'm in a normal social um, situation where I've had plenty of my my own time, I'm engaging in conversation and I'm friendly and I'm outgoing. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm having fun, but if I, if I've had too much of that and not enough alone time, then I end up like being very quiet and standoffish and not wanting to engage. And, um, I can usually keep it on a level to where I'm not like outwardly grouchy, although Alex would disagree with that, but you know how that goes, like you're your life partner person is the the person that that most comes out in like the the outward grouchiness because they're just like in your space so i and i try to keep that on a level too and i think i do a fairly good job of it but it's i i try i just i just end up avoiding everything and everyone in, in like in subtle or sometimes not so subtle ways, like literally trying to run away, <laughs> like either into my mind or out of like space. Like I'll come up with some kind of excuse. Like I've oh got to God. get out of this fucking situation one way or another because I can't, <laughs> I can't do more social stuff. I'm tapped out. Literally. Like I just laugh imagining you at like a fancy cocktail party 
and then someone goes up to talk to you and you're just like nah, run away and you just literally fucking <laughs> run fight or flight response just, <laughs> just piece the just fuck out it. i mean i have ran away from from parties before oh man that has that has been a thing that i've done dude <laughs> is now is now the time to to talk about some of our um, early adult experiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want me to tell the the, uh, the actual runaway from the party story? Well, which I one? I haven't told that one on the podcast. <laughs> well, the one that I that I like Ocean's literally fifteen. Like, like somebody, somebody like there was there was a at least a dozen, maybe two dozen people. And all they saw was me sprinting out of a backyard and vaulting a fence and running off into the forest. Like, I literally ran away from that party. Because we, uh, I think we did the one that was at your house. I don't think so. No? I don't we believe do we one? ever I thought we already did that, one. that information. That was the time when people literally saw you sprint away from your own home <laughs> and up into the woods. Oh my god! That oh was, man, that was a good time. Well, I guess we got to tell we got to tell at least one of the stories now. So, which one do we go with, or we do we just tell both? Well, I think we should start off with um, with oceans. 17 because this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those stories that it's my favorite high school story it's it's so sure, no awesome um of course like these stories they're always better when you know the people involved you know like if you could just say a name and then you just know that personality and you can see their face and you can yeah. like visualize how they would react but i still think you know so that's always the like just the the icing on the cake that makes it so funny to like i don't think this on. is a you had to be there story i, I don't is, think so either this is, this is a nutso butso story yeah so in this case it's like the icing on the cake right but for us at least but i think anyways like it's such a fun story because there's like all there's many different perspectives to kind of view the goings on of what happened during this yeah. fateful night, which is why I call it Oceans 27, because it's so many people <laughs> had so many stories out of that night. So you want me to set it up? Well, um, yeah, sure. Go for it. Well, the big setup is that we're living in Sedona, and Hank has a. Obviously, we're we're teenagers in high school, so Hank's parents have a very large house. Like, and but it's it's all one story. It's like this sprawling house, and Hank and his brother Carl have their own little like wing that like like comes off from the main part of the house that has their two rooms and a bathroom and is open out to a little porch area that leads right out to the street. 
and so usually we wouldn't even go into like there's a courtyard and um, we wouldn't even go into that. We'd just go from we'd just park on the street and go onto this little side area where Hank's room opened uh, opened out to uh, to this little porch and that was bordering the woods. And uh, Hank's parents were pretty chill about having really chill about having uh, parties there as long as we didn't you know nobody got hurt and we weren't like fucking shit up but one day we decided to throw a pretty pretty large party there and one of the interesting facets about Sedona that we have mentioned on this show before is that the police in Sedona were just obsessed with teenagers because they had nothing else yeah. to do it was a super low crime town Small they had town like police. one murderer in like 30 years or something and they called in the next town over his police department to deal with it because they had no experience none of them had any experience in solving a murder case and so they got the cottonwood yeah, cops like, to come in <laughs> yeah there was the cottonwood cops so it, it was like 90 percent of their job was giving speeding tickets and uh hassling teenagers yeah and, and also just to and they had tons of resources to do it sorry go on Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. They were probably, like, they were the, they're the perfect example of where, like, well, actually, no, I was going to, I was going to say something. Waste of government, of taxpayer money on a police department that doesn't need it, that needs, like, two cops. I was, I was going to say something a little, a little bit stupid there, but basic, basically a perfect example of, like, a gross misuse of resources where you have all of these and I don't, I don't want to like shit on everybody, but like in, I will say in general, you, you had a bunch of super, super poorly trained and unskilled police officers with a lot of really expensive toys, including ridiculous, uh, SUVs. Their basic squad car was, were, um, were chargers yeah their basic squad cars were dodge chargers which is like a fucking muscle car and they had uh assault rifles uh they had it it just that they just carried around as a matter of course escalade suv um uh (laughs) vehicles They, they were just like and they got new cars like every fucking two years or something like that. Like every Ridiculous. couple of years, you'd see this whole swathe of brand new police cars, and they were all over the place. Tons of of cops in that department. It was just like a ridiculous overspending. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was something that was like. There's a reason we bring that up. Though. Yeah, and this is the reason why both Nate and I just like shudder every time we see a police officer because of the early experiences that we had with uh with some police officers in particular i got i have nothing against police officers in general but like we just had really really bad luck with where we grew up and it was both of us have had have had like loaded firearms pointed at us yeah by police officers for very small infractions (laughs) Yeah. For having a fucking yeah, I had a pistol put to my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a little sidetracked here. So, so but one thing a little I do want to dark wanna, here. This one, is a fun story. <laughs> one thing I do want to mention is that um like you know, 
what, what I I had had quite a few parties at the at the place there and but they were mostly chill like it you know it wasn't like throwing these massive parties where people are going insane and breaking shit and like getting super loud it was mostly what we would have called back in the day a kickbacks right like they were like you know, a couple. There's buzz. probably twenty, maybe twenty-five people at this at like the larger size parties. Like, there's not that many kids. There's like a four hundred kid high school. Yeah, and however, there was something that was a little bit different on this night because on this night, I w- invited some friends over, and my twin sister, who was back in town. She was going to school uh, in Sweden during the time. She was back in town, and she invited some of her friends, uh, you know, from middle school that were now in high school, to the party as well. So there was like almost. So we had these two like mixing factions <laughs> of like Anya's <laughs> friends and her friends' Clicks. friends and me or us and our friends. And of course we were like friends with a lot of, um, a lot of my sister's friends as well. So it was like, it was, it was chill, but there was a lot yeah, more we were people. real popular with the ladies. <laughs> there was a lot more people than our usual, um, our usual shindig, you know, the usual shindig is like pretty, pretty chill, pretty relaxed, just kind of hanging out. Right. We had like 10 dudes. Yeah, maybe like smoking some hookah, playing some video games, <clears throat> having some beers. I miss smoking hookahs so much, dude. I want to get a hookah. I miss smoking hookahs. That was fun, but they kind of make me sick now, dude. We smoked so much shisha. It, <laughs> really? Yeah. I, just, anytime I smell, especially the really low quality so stuff, I'm just like, dude, this is just raunchy. Okay, we're going to get just, back on track. I'll never, I'll never... The last thing I'll say is that I'll never once ever believe that anyone is capable of having a hookah in a carpeted area without burning a hole in their carpet. It's just impossible. <laughs> it's like a curse. It's like a genie curse. It's on hookahs. Yeah. Sorry, well, go on. When you smoke hookah for hours and hours every single day, it's bound to happen at some point. Especially when you Along have drinking and drunk smoking people, weed, somebody <laughs> who's gonna baked people, yeah, somebody's like, gonna knock it's just it. Bound to happen. Um. So, anyways, um, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> where to begin? I mean, I I guess uh, we can start at the first. The first sighting. Um. So. One thing I would I will say is like like that it's important to mention is that the there's there's a lot of drinking going on at this party and a couple of the girls got like real real drunk and they went out into the cul-de-sac where the house was and they were like being very loud and disruptive to one of the neighbors so the neighbors called the cops on us yeah they had a and massive fucking they had a huge bitch fight like just screaming bloody murder at each other out in the cul-de-sac okay 
Not. I don't even think it was a fight. I think they were just like joking and screaming at each other. Like for, I don't think like they were joking, dude. I think they were. They were wrong. fucking screaming at each other. Somebody, the oh. the person who called the cops thought somebody was being raped. Okay. <laughs> like it was that bad. I didn't know they that were part. they were screaming bloody murder at each other for God knows why in the middle of our uh our cul-de-sac where there's like there's like a th- like 11 o'clock at night yeah, 11 p.m on a on a weekend uh and so uh a little little while later i wasn't aware of that at the time i was inside when they yeah. were screaming at each other so i had no idea this was going on and then i remember uh like you know that so that little porch area that you mentioned kind of on the side of the house like coming down from the porch there there's like this kind of um this like faux natural staircase that went down and like into the forest like it went down into a little a little wash which yeah it was like national forest front to where you could just literally just get away from the house and just book it into the forest well the thing that was really cool and what i loved about living there was that i could just walk outside my door and then go off into the forest like that was that was amazing and i really really appreciated that but on this occasion i was just like sitting down on those steps uh and i remember i mean is it can i should i use like people's actual names or should i i mean i can just use first i think names, first right? names are fine just yeah just use first names yeah so sean so yeah i was sitting, sitting there with, with sean. sean and darcy who was the only man there only only one of our guy friends there who wasn't drinking and possibly the only person there in general who wasn't drinking could definitely could be so i was sitting there with uh with darcy who she was like notorious for being uh this like very ditzy character who said like some of the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life even though like she wasn't that dumb but she said some of the dumbest things i've ever heard uh but she was cool like she she was chill uh and then sean who was just he was the wild card like he was he for sure is just the fucking wild card you you'd never well you knew he was going to do something ridiculous no matter what was going on he was going to do something ridiculous right like that, who, who was that sean sean I, well sean was the only one there who like didn't he was he was this the not he wasn't a straight edge person but he was the only one there who hadn't ingested any kind of intoxicants well, he was uh he was smoking reefer with me, so. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they can't test for that, so he wasn't <laughs> drinking. I should I should say he he hadn't he hadn't been drinking. Yeah, there, he... there is a reason I bring that up. Right, and uh, but like, I mean, as a character, like he. He uh. He was a he was a wild card. He he was one yeah, of the true. strangest people I knew in Sedona. God bless the guy. Yeah, he was, yeah, Sean, Darcy, and then Ryan was out there too. Yeah, so another wild card. So one of our really good friends, Ryan, was actually he was packing up the bowl, because um, we were gonna we were gonna I'll smoke another bowl. Too. 
and he he went inside to like pack a bowl we're, we're all chilling out there and like i i kind of just i don't even know if what i noticed or saw or anything but like as Ryan is coming out of the door onto the porch, I look back behind me, um, and there's there's cops. <laughs> there's cops storming <laughs> storming the the porch area. They got flashlights. They're they're coming in hot. And my immediate knee jerk reaction, without hesitating, was to just sprint full speed down uh into <laughs> into the forest and just peace out and the last thing i heard as i was running away was darcy going what is he doing and then sean just like super baked like there goes hank and then and that's the last <laughs> the last thing I hear, okay? Yep. Cut to Ryan <laughs> walking out of the door. He's holding a he's With holding a bowl of weed, bowl in, of his weed in his hand when he's confronted by a Sedona PD. And he had like a one hitter, so it was he wasn't holding like a bong or something. He had a he had a little one hitter, so he, he kinda snuck it into his sleeve. Exactly. Um and he like yeah hides the one hitter and the the cop is like uh, uh where's the owner of this house <laughs> and Ryan just turns over and looks at me and you can see like you can see j j my my legs fucking disappearing around the corner and he's just like oh I'm pretty sure he's right there and, and he turns and sees me running off into the forest. As the cop turns and sees that, Ryan fucking books it. Like, he uses that as a distraction. Runs it back into the house. And runs into the house. <laughs> okay, then this is where this is yeah. where you pick it up. <laughs> yeah, this is where I got to pick it up. So I had, just a few minutes before this happened, been talking to our friend Ian. And uh, this is where it starts to get into Ocean's Eleven mode. So uh, Ian and I, this is starting to get late in the night, and I was like, hey, man, I have a, a, a trick to not get hangovers. Let's go into Hank's kitchen and eat us some bananas. And then I also told him, I was like, he's got some of that fucking uh, honey butter in there and some peanut butter, and we can just, like, throw that shit and just make us a little, like, honey butter, peanut butter, or sunflower butter, and, and a banana sandwich, and we won't even be fucking hung over tomorrow. <laughs> so, Ian and I, You're as the cops rats. are doing, are like rolling up to the house, are fucking eating Hank's food in his kitchen, just chowing on this delicious <laughs> concoction that we came up with. And Ryan sprints into the kitchen, and he's just going, dude, cops, cops, man, let's get the fuck out of here, cops. <laughs> and Hank and I are like mid-sandwich and we're just Ian? like let's fucking go or yeah sorry Ian and I are mid-sandwich and so we just drop the food and just sprint out the the side door leading into the kitchen and 
as like on the other like, side of the house basically yeah it's on it's on the fully other side of the house and we look we look like get our bearings once we get outside and we see that there's flashlights everywhere like the cops they brought like half the fucking department and they're like searching all over the house like covering the entrances and shit as if we're as if we got fucking El Chapo in the house or something and we run uh, once just like Hank we run off into the woods except for the on this side of the house it's mostly like woods mixed with people's yards so we're like skipping over into people's yards and we end up like a couple houses over and we bust out of the bushes onto this person's driveway and as soon as we get out onto the driveway there's a car in the parking lot and it's a fucking cop and he flips on his lights and so we immediately run back into the person's backyard and off into the woods behind their house and at this point, we're just, like, sprinting away. And so now we're going to jump back to the house with uh, Ian, oh. Ryan, and I sprinting through the forest. And, and this is where it gets really fucking funny. And and right around this time, <laughs> on my end, I have cozied up on a small patch of dirt and rocks uh, under a tree just that I found somewhere, and I'm like, "Well, I guess <laughs> I guess I'll just sleep here." <laughs> so that was that was my, my plan. Like, and I just lay down in the dirt and like, okay, I guess I'll just wait this one out. Yeah, and we ended up calling a, a friend of ours who wasn't at the party and having him come and pick us up along the highway. So Hank and I. And Ian and Ryan have all fled the scene, <laughs> like like good good smart drunk teenagers do. Yeah, well, we have, the funny we have immediately <laughs> fled the scene. The the funny thing is like <laughs> that, you know, it makes sense for you guys to run away, <laughs> but like it was my party. <laughs> you of all people you should be running away like of, of all the people there you're the person who should be running the fuck away like what are you talking about man i wasn't even there could have been any one of my brothers or sisters anya was still in the house oh man yeah i guess I hope she listens to this oh god that that was hilarious yeah you, you you're you're just intelligently avoiding all liability yeah exactly just totally avoiding um, all possibilities of serious repercussions yeah so as the cop loses ryan and hank he talks to sean and sean i actually spoke to him uh, after this happened and he was just like oh yeah i haven't been drinking at all i can talk to the cop and so the cop just starts questioning Sean about it. And he's just like, yeah. And the cop's obviously just like, uh, you know, everybody's been drinking here clear. Like, you know, there's beer cans around and shit. And he's, and Sean's just like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had anything to drink. So, and, and he was just like really confident in it. I don't even think they breathalyzed or breathalyzered him or anything like that. But he was just confident that he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to get in trouble because I haven't been drinking. I don't have any weed on my per person. And so 
the cops end up start like rounding people up. And this is where I gotta I gotta give a little flack to Anya's friends because not, uh, as far as I know, none of them fled the scene. No. Although they were all hiding in there her is, in her room. I've got to get a I've got to give a shout out to Jessica because she had the grandest hiding place. Jessica's very um, probably still is very very short, and she opened up Hank's closet and like stuffed herself underneath a pile of like clothes and linens and stuff and just like hid with like just her eyes showing so she could just see like the the open door and the cops apparently opened the door and looked in there didn't see her and so she actually was one of the few gals who got off scot-free on that one so that was she was one of the ones who caused the whole fucking ordeal to happen so So, uh thanks jessica (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, so we got a then the the so cops are rounding up everybody they can find and the the funny thing about this is that all the all the guys at this point have fled except for sean and our friend kai oh poor kai this is actually where it Kai has it's almost the, not it turns funny. a little dark. Yeah, it turns it's, a little dark. It's actually like this is actually the interesting thing is at the time, like even though we were extremely immature when we found out about this, like it it was like wait, this is supposed to be funny, but it's not. Like this is actually fucked yeah, up. Like this is not okay. This is really bad. And, so Kai uh, ends up going into the bathroom when he sees the cops out there through the window. And he hides behind, like, the, it was an in-swing door into the bathroom. And this was genius, so by the way. Kai is hiding. He hides oh, yeah, in there, but genius. leaves the door open. So he doesn't close yeah, the door. He just, just leaves it ajar hides, and hides behind, just the, behind the door. The door. <laughs> Oh my god. This guy is like a six foot four. Yeah, he's skinny huge. guy. It's just like a bean bubble. I'm he's behind huge. his door. Oh my so god. It, it, is, it is one of those things. It's like, it's impossible not to laugh at. At least he didn't get like physically harmed. Okay. But it's, it, it's it like is... one of those fucked up things. Yeah, I mean there is an. So element let me let me at least finish it before let me let me at least finish this story this part of the story before we comment on it more. So. As the cops are are starting to essentially charge people, document them, call their parents, all that stuff, um, everybody's drunk, so people are having to use the bathroom. Well, and (laughs) so the girls are going into the bathroom, and as they're going into the bathroom, they're opening the door. Kai is standing there behind the door. And he's just like, and he's just like, shush, don't tell him I'm here. And one of the girls had been flirting with Kai all night, and he was not interested at all. And, you know, the the, the big best qualifier I can give this is that, you know, she's a drunk teenager. But she ends up 
like using the opportunity to essentially start like kissing Kai and making out with him and like because she knows that he can't he can't like stop her he can't make any noise otherwise he could potentially get arrested so she like you know I, I, I don't think it's fair to use the term rape in this particular situation but certainly like sexually I would say she molested him. she molested him yeah like sexually <laughs> assaulted him in the bathroom and took advantage of the situation and I mean, I'm not going to use her name um, I think that if if the tables were turned and it was a man doing the same thing to a woman then people wouldn't hesitate to call it sexual assault hmm interesting a little bit of a and, you know double standard there maybe for good reason no i i actually think that double standard is starting to go away some but yeah. one of the biggest reasons and legit the, the legitimate reason for the double standard is that in many cases in most cases i think the man has like a physical option like a man can like yeah. physically yeah that's what i meant that's it, what i mean by usually it. the man is is stronger but in this particular situation there's not a whole lot of ambiguity there because he literally couldn't fight back because he could have, like I said, he, was, he would get arrested. So he was like frozen in yeah. place and not able yeah, to do was... anything to draw attention to himself. So it was like, it was a really, I think that was one of the reasons why we all recognize it as like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's, you know, as far as I know, she didn't like, like fuck him or something like that but it's still you know it was a it was a really bad move and it was just a, yeah, it was an eye-opening moment not cool and um so that was that's the dark end of the story that's our yeah. that's, that's that's when it's that's like the who the side. fuck who invited that person and i and i remember yeah even before the whole thing happened i remember just being like who is that i've never seen that person before like who uh, yeah, it, it was just I, like a stranger, and I was friend just like, of a friend. "Yeah, one of those kind of things." But needless to say, she never—I never saw her again after that. But she I was—I had the pleasure of uh, seeing Kai many more times after that, and uh, hope to see him again someday soon. He's an awesome guy. And he never got over it. I'm just kidding. Kai, if you're um, out there, we love you, bud. Or wait, how, did you know Kai? Yeah, I did. I, I did know Kai. I, I did. I don't think I knew him quite as well as you did, but um, I I think he would remember me. I like <laughs> that he would remember me. Um, I have a weird memory, uh, though. So, yeah. Wait, real so quick. So, in the end, the conclusion oh, yeah, of the yeah. story yeah. was that... Um, everyone got arrested except for, <laughs> well, actually, that was a funny thing. <laughs> With Sean. I, I am so sorry, people. This is going to sound misogynistic. Every guy got away and all of the girls besides Jessica got arrested or at least charged in some way, thought... shape or form. Oh, did Sean not get like no. some kind of bullshit he didn't get anything. charge? He didn't get anything. Really? Hmm. Nope, they called his parents, and they asked him if he had been drinking, and they said no, and 
they came and got him. So he didn't get anything legal wise. Scot free. Did no? Did did uh did Anya get charged in that situation? Yeah, I think so. I thought so too. Because I'm pretty sure all the girls except for Jessica got charged, which you know is fucking nonsense. It always drives me crazy that there's like it's this basically just a way major, for them to like buy this... more guns. Like just a huge yeah, it's basically just a way to like fee. yeah, just grift money off of parents for kids doing what kids do instead of being like, all right, kids, I got you drinking. I'm gonna take you home to your parents and let them deal with the discipline. It's like, oh, um, you're charged with underage drinking, and you're now going to have to pay a five hundred dollar charge plus court fees plus uh, go to community service for thirty days. It's just like this whole fucking legal yeah. thing although you know i think that there's a lot of like you were saying earlier i don't i don't like to try and implicate all police departments in this but i think that this is what a lot of police departments do um it's really common in the states and, i think in general yeah and and it's just such a terrible way to deal with it because well, one thing that it really does and i think that um yeah if there's any police listening to this which i highly doubt um like they've dug like police have dug their own grave on this because they have bred resentment and into an at least in america i'm talking about they've bred resentment into an entire generation and a couple of generations now i think people just real quick i think it is it is definitely different in like the big metropolitan areas where actually a huge percentage of the population is because when you actually have these areas with serious crime like the police officers don't really have time to fuck around with well it's not it's not in this, it's not in the way i'm not t- necessarily just talking about that in those major metropolitan areas la oh then there's New other York, other chicago issues yeah there's yeah, there's yeah. other major major issues at play i'm not Which just is, talking about like harassing kids worse. yeah i'm talking about over policing and and taking things that should be um handled in a more civil like case like like situational thing like oh yeah i've resolved the situation i'm going to talk to somebody i'm going to take them home no, instead of that, we're going to put them through the legal system. And that's where my, my, one of my biggest gripes with policing in America comes, um, is that they are just, the punishments that they deal out in combination with the court system is, are, are just so over, um, out of proportion with what they're trying to solve. And it's, it's not a... Um, it's not an approach that is meant to try and stop crime. It's an approach that's trying, that's meant to try and punish criminals. And yeah, war on drugs, anyone? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, the war on drugs, dear, dear Lord. Yeah. That was actually a huge thing in Sedona. And, um, if you want me to tell my quick story, my other story that actually gets into that one. Go which for is it. a little shorter and and uh, hilarious. So at this point in time, I was 18 years old and I was planning on joining the military. And so if I got a weed charge, I could not join the military. 
Um, I, they might have changed that at this point, but at that at that particular point in time, there was like a rule that if you have if you had a drug charge, you you're disqualified. I doubt they changed that. Um, they might have changed it for marijuana because it's legal now in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really paranoid about getting caught for weed, and I was at a party and I had just smoked a shitload of weed. And I am in the living room, and there's a back door at this place, and this guy walks into the door with a cowboy hat on and, like, a, a tan, like, not a denim jacket, but it looked kind of like a denim jacket, but it was, it was like, khaki. It was, like, tan. Like, and it looked like fucking sheriff's jacket. And matching khaki pants... And he's, like, in his 60s. He's got, like, a mustache. Like, it, 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 if you came up with a stereotype of, like, an old Western sheriff, this guy would have fit it. And he walks in the door and he goes, Excuse me, anyone with a driver's license here, can you please step forward? And I immediately am like, the police are here. I'm getting <laughs> the fuck out. So I step, I stand up open the back door, and then just immediately sprint as fast as I can out the backyard and then vault the back fence. And I heard a couple of people, like, say my name on the way out, like, Nate, what's up? What are you doing? And I was like, I ain't got time for this. I got to get out of here. I remember. And, and so I leap over the back fence. And before I go on with the story, it turns out the guy was the, the person who owned the house's neighbor who had been drinking and who was looking for somebody to give him a ride to the gas station to go for a beer run. (laughs) It was a totally innocent thing. But this is what confirmed the paranoia in my mind. I'm sneaking through the woods and I make it to a road. And as, as soon as I make it to a road, I see a fucking cop sitting on the side of the road with his lights off, like not less than a mile away from the house. And so I'm like, this is after that, that last story that you said. So I'm like, they're doing the same fucking thing. They're scoping out the house, getting ready to bust the whole thing. So I am sneaking through the woods. And I this is in the middle of the night. And I'm drunk and high as shit. And I'm trying to get a hold of a couple of people on my phone. And I couldn't get a hold of anybody. And then my phone dies. So I have a dead phone. And I am stranded many miles from my house. Um, I was living in the village at this point in time, which is like, like the Sedona and the village are, um, they're, they're kind of like, it's kind of like a horseshoe around a, a, a little mesa. So I was on the opposite side of this horseshoe from, uh, or I li- from where I lived. And in between is this basically a mountain and a river and all these woods. And so at first, I try to go to a friend of mine's house. And it turned out that they had, like, left town for a while and they were having someone else stay at that house. And they had a shed in the back. So I ended up, um, it had started to rain, so I was like, I need shelter while it's... It's raining, so I, I fucking broke into their shed. And I, you know, and, and, and in hindsight, you know, I was drunk and high, so this is why I did this. But 
in hindsight, I probably should have just knocked on the front door and just been like, hey, I'm such and such's friend. Um, could you, could I, could you help me out? Like, could I use your phone to like call somebody and get me a ride home? But I, it didn't cross my mind because then I'd have to be like, oh yeah, I was drinking at a party and the cops came or something like that. So my mm. teenager mind was like, better option, break into the shed, break into sleep the in shed. there for a while, <laughs> sleep it off, sleep off the rain. And, and this is in like September, November, uh, or October and it's cold as shit. And not cold as shit. It's probably in like the 30s, but pretty cold. And so ah, I'm 40s. like huddled in this shed and like shivering from the cold and from being wet. And I, uh, once the, the rain stops and it's starting to get a little light outside, I sneak out of the shed and I start hiking towards home. And I end up just saying, like, the best option is probably just going to be to take the shortcut across the horseshoe and go through the woods. So, and uh, mind you, my parents are, no, like, I'm living alone at this point. I had a lot of period um, at the end of my high school days where I was living by myself. So I was alone. And I am hiking through the forest, trying to get back home. I run across a river. I take my pants, shoes, and socks off to get across a river so I'm not, like, in, like, soaked clothes for the rest of the climb. And I air dry on a rock. And just, like, like, luckily there's a lot of large monuments in Sedona, large uh, um, natural monuments, like big fucking cliff faces and stuff, so I can keep my bearings through the woods. And I finally make it back to the road that my house is on and a friend of mine who is at the the party is driving his car down the road just happens to be driving and he, he just like picks me up and he's like holy shit nate what the fuck are you doing out here i'm like all disheveled <laughs> and dirty and shit like, and, and i'm like dude you got away from the cops he's like what cops are you talking about like we we're like trying to figure out why you ran away from the party and I was like, that guy who came, like, wasn't that a sheriff? And he's like, nah, man, that was just a drunk neighbor looking for a ride to go get some beer. And he goes, did you run away from the, did you walk all the way over here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> and he drove me the rest of the way home. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever been so, like, like, I, I did not know how to feel in that moment. I was really embarrassed, really upset with myself, but also I was like, this is the funniest fucking thing. This is so funny. And I ended up sleeping for like 14 hours. I just slept the whole rest, the whole next day. I was like, fuck oh, this, man. man. I've been I wandering through the woods. Sleeps. I know, I know. Me too. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, it's funny because we haven't even scratched the surface. I have so many other ridiculous stories from those times, um, but I think uh, I think we can save save some of those for another time. I don't want to bust them all in one. Yeah, in one nut. Those two are um, this. That's those two are kind of a one-two punch. Yeah, so that was a, from a little stories. bit of an insight into small town Sedona living 
um i i had a great time as you know because growing up in in arizona during during those times i remember we were 49th the 49th state when it came to education funding just behind i think georgia was the only state that was worse than us um and you know it gave us it gave us a lot of time <laughs> to uh you should have seen explore, Pace in high school bro explore other aspects of uh you know human relations rather than just like doing a shitload of homework one uh, time a teacher in Pace in high school um set out a big roll of toilet paper and when we asked him why he said cuz i can't afford tissues <laughs> like I, that's a that's a real story. Basin High School was straight ghetto, and I don't mean well, that as like a like a colloquialism. It was like a it was like a poor, drug riddled high school that was just a, a just full of cr- crime and drugs and dead end families and and hardship. It was a rough rough place and it was so weird in this the middle of this beautiful area it just happened to be a poor town mm. yeah that's what happens you know that's what happens when you don't fucking fund education you know these teachers didn't want to be there the school was a mess there was tons of problems and it wasn't all the teachers the teachers who did want to be there they were having tons of problems tons of difficulties getting what they needed to do or getting what they needed um yeah getting what they needed to do proper education you know to do their job right yeah and then of course getting hamstrung by the uh no child left behind policies and standardized testing and tying teacher wages to test scores and all this stuff don't get me started. Oh my god! I mean, that's that's just the biggest fucking victims of that are the children that have to go through that system. I know it sucks for the teachers, but fucking hell, man, talk about a rough start. I mean, don't get but me no, wrong. But no, Hank, the they're... reason why they're acting out is because we don't punish them hard enough. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, dude, like, learning how to read and shit and having food on the table is, um, you know, that's more than most people, uh, can ask for. So it's obviously not that bad, um, but it's i think it's it's mostly it comes down to just the gross misuse of resources and how much waste uh there is and how much suffering is caused by people with their fucking heads so far up their own asses that they don't even know which ways up yeah, as I've grown older, um, I've realized that 
that entire attitude that people will, will sometimes take of, oh, you have it better than a lot of other people do, so you shouldn't complain about what you do have, is such a fucking stupid way of thinking. And, you know, it's a, it's a stupid way of thinking for somebody who is in an equal situation. It's a, like, straight-up manipulative, like, propaganda tool for people who are in higher power structures. Oh, because yeah. it's like you it's you it's never not true you can always point to something in some period of time uh, you could literally just oh well at least you're not a jew in the holocaust they had it real bad you should be thankful for, the, for your fucking two square meals a day and uh you know refrigerant this that's my one of my favorite examples of this attitude where this fucking politician gets on and he goes, you know, I, I don't know if any of you realize this, but 95% of these so-called poor people in America own a refrigerator. I mean, how poor are you if you own a refrigerator? This was like less than 10 years ago. It's like, Jesus oh Christ. my God, I want, I want to castrate you. Like you, like people use that attitude to justify oppression. Well, it's and such a bullshit argument too, to... because, like, and and it's super fucking. Uh, it just it gets under my skin because there's like this kernel of truth in what they're saying, which is that like, yeah, we're we're pretty fucking lucky. Even even people in in Payson. For example, they have it a lot better than fucking billions of other people on the planet. However, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be striving to improve our systems and to call out the fucking bullshit and call out the yeah. mismanagement and the ridiculous, unbelievable waste of resources that is being propagated by these same people yeah. that are like you should fucking be thankful man like that yeah. that grinds my gears well that's and that's the thing is that like if you're an equal you can there's a little bit more of an argument to like like oh yeah we should be thankful for what we have we should be grateful gratitude is important to just be a happy person in general but to use it as an argument against criticism yeah, what? of, That's so of structures is a really it's a like I said it's like a manipulative propaganda super, move because super it's using it's using a a thing that is like basic wisdom of like gratitude is important to yeah. live a happy life and using it to justify living a less happy life than you could if if certain uh people weren't taking advantage of other people and so yeah, i always try to like stamp down that so much yeah. about that and and you know it's 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 it honestly it can be easily compared to the classic like parent telling a child oh you you need to clean your plate you need to eat all the food you've been given because there's kids starving in africa 
who love that food and like guilt tripping kids into overeating and like stuffing their fucking gullets when they they're not right. they're like uncomfortably full and then ended ending up giving them like eating disorders yeah like, and, uh, and real quick Alex... like training the children to forego and not listen to the signals that their body is giving them and just completely repress all of that and just do whatever the authority figure says to do that it sickens me how destructive that is that kind of uh like it's it's repression like it's it's yeah and it's and it's like it's it's i would almost go so far as to say that it's like it's literally oh this might be a little too strong but it's fucking violence Okay. I think it is a little there's an abuse aspect to it. I think there is an abuse aspect to it. Um it's, uh, violence uh, is is a is a word that's that's kind of like it's broadened its scope in the way that people have used it. So I think that there's a lot of people out there who would say that abuses and violence are you know abuses by nature violent but yeah I, I think that it could be considered to be abusive because it does leave a mark on on a it's child's so mind it's so alex so bad. she has she's she literally asks me to like like to to preface this my mom never made me eat all of my food and always encouraged me to like when you're done eating you're done eating like you're okay like you don't have to clean your plate and and kind of got i remember she used to kind of get on to my dad now and then about like trying to get me to eat all my food um because she was a nutrition major and she knew the dangers of like overeating and kids and feeding them bad stuff and if like if i ordered a dessert at a restaurant or something like that and i ate a few bites and didn't want to eat the whole thing then it wasn't a bad thing like that wasn't I, I didn't she didn't make me feel guilty about that but alex her mom made her eat all of her food all the time like like literally made her sit at the table until she ate all of her food and so now <sighs> alex feels guilty if i give her like a full plate of food and she can't eat it all she feels guilty about not eating it all so she asks me to like bring down her portions so that and like it's it's hard to gauge for me like as as the person cooking the food I usually cook the food and sometimes she's really hungry and will eat a full thing of food almost as much as I'll eat but there's a lot of times when she is going to eat half of that and I can't tell how much she's going to eat so in my my typical setup is just like oh yeah I'll fill up my plate with food and then when I'm done I'll package the rest up as leftovers and I'll eat yeah. it in the next few days. No big deal. It's it like, like just eat what you're comfortable with eating. She has a yeah. really hard time doing that. Just stopping when she's comfortable and she's, she's starting to get over it some, but like it's, it's years. It like, it takes, that's it, it, like something that most people get over through like therapy and stuff. So I, I do think that yeah. there's an element of abuse in that kind of, um, that kind of thing, and that's just zooming in. But there's a there's a lot of different examples of that. The the other cl classic one is like, stop crying. 
you know, no one don't oh don't God. cry. Don't get me started, dude. Don't don't fucking yeah. get, get me started on this shit. It's don't sickening. fidget. Sit still. Quit moving around. Don't move. Don't say anything. Don't think anything that you're not supposed to fucking think. Like, Stop asking so many questions. And be you're a robot. Annoying. Don't be curious. Don't be creative. Don't have fun. Just fucking sit there and numb yourself and listen to me drone on for hours and hours and hours in the most boring possible fucking way you could imagine. Oh, man. I, I feel really bad also for... Uh, for the ki- like the hyperactive kids, you know? Because, like, I... Yeah. I did okay in school. I, I managed to keep my skullduggery to a point where, like, it wouldn't infuriate... The teachers, I would, yeah. I would manage to get my, get moving like on the in between t- moments, like when, and and I, I was subtle in in my movements, so I was able to like get through, relatively unscathed, but I know like with my with my little bro, he had a really fucking hard time, because. I mean, it was a whole, like, complex, but he he didn't take, he didn't listen. He was not going to listen. And if you were a weak teacher, he was going to expose you and fucking ruin your your life, basically. That was his, that was his MO. He was, and, and he was really good at it. they probably took that as just being like, oh, well, this is just a, a shitty kid and, and he's, you know, not, Honestly, a lot of teachers probably thought like, "Oh, he's just not intelligent," and not well, realizing yeah, this, I mean, that they this just is like an actually, this is an example of his intelligence. Actually, he's just really not cut out for being in school, but he's well, it's just doing way too to slow you, for him. Yeah, it's just way too slow. And again, yeah. another one of these like no child left behind things. Like he's he's just like ready to move on you know and it's like they're yeah. and they're just warming up on the topic yeah. and it's just like jesus this is so fucking slow and like um so he but yeah they as i said they just tried to drug him up they were just like yeah they, they were trying to um convince my parents to put him on ritalin and or adderall or whatever and just like yeah just drug him up um, so again, it's just like, God, what? and the, the, just the sad part is like how inexperienced the, so many of those teachers were, they were just so ill equipped to deal with students. Like, dude, I, I remember in eighth grade, which was by the way, like when I was at peak shittiness as a human being uh yeah i would say eighth grade like 13 years old i was <laughs> i had a group of buddies uh and we were we were causing a little too much of a ruckus oh wait no this wasn't eighth grade this was Okay, no, I think it was eighth grade. 
It was either fifth grade or eighth grade. I actually forget, but no, it must have been eighth grade because we had, yeah, there was, we had a, a, a crew of just absolutely fucking unruly preteens and teenagers and they 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 couldn't figure out what to do with us so they created this special class for us which they called life skills okay this was mm-hmm. life skills class and you would imagine like oh life skills that's like um i don't know how to like do your taxes or like how to plan stuff or how to um collaborate or whatever no 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 no. life skills is uh yo you guys should just shut the fuck up and (laughs) the the funny (laughs) just the sad thing about this the really sad thing is they bring in this lady okay we'd never seen her before she was basically a sub like that was her only class as far as i know they bring her in and She's probably, I don't know, maybe she's in her 30s. She's a little, a uh, little tubby. She's, she's soft. She's, doesn't have super high self-confidence. And they fucking bring her in to a pack of wolves. <laughs> okay, Just like, throw they, her. Throw her they throw wolves. her into the wolves and like. Vicious eat. high school kids. They're brutal. Well, not quite high school, but almost middle school, middle school kids are almost worse. I think so. I was way worse in middle school than high school. Long story short, 13 year old would scare me way more than a 17 year old as a teacher. Yeah. And dude, like it, it was, it was literally to the point where we, we just dismantled her whole ego and personality. Like. It was actually horrible. I don't remember the shit that everyone else was saying, but I remember really specifically. This was actually fucking just fucked up. But I remember, like, shitting on her for basically not getting paid. (laughs) Like, for being so underpaid. And being like, what, you make, like, 20000 a year or something? Oh. Uh, <laughs> and just brutalize and like, this woman. Just and and the shit that the other kids were saying, just so much brutality. She Ugh. we come back the next day and there's no more life skills class. She's gone. We never see her again, dude. She she quit. You guys like, bullied a teacher out of We literally school. bullied a teacher. Like I'm not proud of this. This is actually one of the darker moments of my my brief life so you far. You still got that shit-eating grin on your face <laughs> as you say it. Ugh. I mean, it is funny. You gotta say it is. I mean, it it's is fucked funny. up. But it's it, considering the whole picture that we've laid out with all of the problems and all. Like, it's just a. It's a symptom of the whole fucking system the brokenness yeah. and there's, of a, it, there's you know? a lot of problems and one one of the things around the discipline thing that i think is a problem is is actually comes from the parents not just from like parents not disciplining their kids that's obvious but parents not allowing teachers to discipline their kids 
Like, oh, you're going to have your kids stay in a fucking state-sponsored daycare for eight hours a day, and you're going to get upset whenever the teacher brings you in and says your child is a piece of shit and is being extremely disruptive. Because that's something that's been that's been going on for a while where parents are just, like, super combative against teachers who are trying to tell them their kids are misbehaving. It's like... My little angel Johnny would never misbehave. You know, it's just like, um, your little angel Johnny's a fucking demon who smokes weed in the parking lot and he's 12 <laughs> years old. And he's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's set fire to at least three cats in the neighborhood. Never! You know, it's just like parents refusing to discipline their kids and refusing to allow anyone else to discipline their kids. And then. School yeah, my, my parents having... were definitely um, guilty of that one with my with my little brother. They, I mean, he wasn't like burning cats or anything, but they they were definitely in that thing of just like fuck you, don't, because they also like it's tough too because they also just saw the ineptitude of the teachers and like how that how poorly they were dealing yeah. with it and how fucking. It's a just negative how... feedback loop. Yeah, it's they were like, so bad. The school is they shitty, were... so the parents are shitty towards the school, so the school is even shittier because they're not getting to any the support from the parents. And yeah, like like, and then the, like you were saying before, the ultimate sufferer is the children. Yeah, and I think I uh. I truly do believe that a lot of this, not everything, but a lot of it would be solved through funding of schools and higher teacher pay like significantly yeah. higher teacher pay i'm not talking like a five thousand yeah. a year increase like make being a teacher at all levels a sixty thousand dollar a year plus job and you will see this entire country turn around in the next few decades like i think that I that mean, is <laughs> powerful of a thing like like make teach, i'm with ba- you man. make being a teacher a good job so you're attracting good teachers yeah how about instead of fucking um oh yeah you should be a doctor or a lawyer god knows we need more fucking lawyers uh no offense lawyers yeah or uh or Make uh, being a teacher just as respectful like, just as respectful exactly that's what respectable i mean respectable that's what i mean and lucrative is one of those careers and sixty thousand dollars a year is modest compared to what those other professions yeah, it depends on where get. you live but yeah but like yeah it's um teachers I'm are getting you, man. i mean getting getting paid thirty five thousand dollars a year as a teacher is just like ludicrous like that's that's insane to to give the people who we we hand the keys to our the next generation of human beings who are going to to take the future of our country into into their hands and we just say yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna pay you the same as your average fucking you know assistant manager at a mcdonald's or something like that it's just like it's crazy yeah and and again like you know uh, again going back to this thing no hate to assistant managers yes we 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 get it the fact that we have access to education at all is amazing. I love that. That's great. 
But again, if we look at the fucking horrifying misuse and uh, of resources, it's like it could be so much better if we shuffled things around a little bit and prioritized just a little bit instead of arming fucking kids who got bullied in high school with fucking assault rifles against children like <laughs> against tr children um maybe maybe we could afford to pay the teachers a little bit and yeah. uh again you yeah know, and this sixty thousand dollars is probably even is probably a little low on like the average because of the way that averages work and tenure works and stuff like that it's probably more like I think, especially with how inflation's gone, you know, eighty thousand or a hundred thousand, and people, it it see it seems crazy even to me who's trying to advocate for higher teacher pay, to say, oh yeah, we should be paying teachers eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, but, like, who is doing that? Like, how how many more how many jobs out there are that much more important than being an educator? being a full-time educator like you could probably count them on on your fingers of jobs that are like well that's the problem with more with our to society just the, the way the system is set up like it's just all about the fucking short-term gains just trying to squeeze out the fucking pennies now and then fuck we'll see what happens i mean that's what got us into this fucking climate mess in the first place and we're just digging ourselves deeper and deeper by refusing to acknowledge how wasteful we're being and how fucking uh, oh my god i don't even want to get into it that's a topic for another episode <laughs> um alarming stuff alarming stuff this turned dark man we, we started out with fun Started out with alone time and fun high school nostalgia, and now it's it's gone dark. Hey, this is what happens during my alone time. I go back and forth between like um, nice, carefree happiness, and then like deep melancholy and brooding. But I think that it's important to talk about this stuff whenever it comes up, and I am. A, as we were saying on Mike's podcast the other day, like I am extremely frustrated with American public education, but I'm also a, a pretty passionate about public education in general, and I am a huge advocate for public education, and I, I am very, um, I I am in full throated support of lots more funding, higher teacher pay. And just a whole national conversation on reimagining the way that we educate children. Hear, hear. All in favor, say aye. I need aye. to take a piss really bad. All opposed? And the eyes have it. All right. You heard. You heard us fucking 
Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Balls in your court, Department of Education. Now you've got you you Balls casual in... cognition has put you on notice. Uh... Oh boy. Yep. So I, I'm sure we'll be hearing from them very soon. I... Thank you, everyone, for your very vocal support of this initiative. I think we're gonna really storm in and make a big make a big wave. Yeah, we're about this, to change uh, the conversation. There's anyone in the <laughs> Department of Education listening to this podcast? I would love to speak with you. Um, and um, I would also probably faint in surprise. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to um, wrap this one up, my friend. I think so. I think it's signing off time. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure. There it is, folks. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you made it all the way through that egregious mic error, I salute you, and I sincerely ask for your deepest forgiveness for my problems with my audio, and I will do my absolute best to make it up for you next week, so please do not unfollow us. All right. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>